Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Ya yo, ya yo, everyone. That is the voice of your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney. And we are setting sail into the realm of video games with Final Fantasy 16. That's right, folks. Better, better late to the show than never showing up. We are here approximately two months and some change later for Final Fantasy 16. That's that's given us enough time to digest the game, really sit on it, reflect on it and get a, gr- a good idea of how we feel about this game, how we feel about the series, and uh, what we think the game franchise should uh, proceed with going forward. But I am not alone in this endeavor. I have Supernovas and Admirals here to help me deep dive FF16 here today. No relation to Grandmaster Hoop, Hooper TV. Get ready to spread that butter with Toasty. And let's get into it. All right, so... Let me let me throw this out there, kind of just get a feel for the room a little bit because uh Toasty, I haven't seen you in a good minute on this. It's been a while. Hooper TV, I've only seen you on the bear. <laughs> um let, let me ask you. Oh, go ahead. No, it's been a minute. Yeah, that's it. It's been yeah. a minute, it's been a minute. Um, be back. Just a couple minutes. Yeah, of, <laughs> of course, you know, give or take. Um, let me ask you guys this. You know, what uh I mean, are, are you guys like fresh Final Fantasy fans? Uh, did you, or have you been fans for years and years? What was your exposure to Final Fantasy uh, before, like getting into this game in particular? Yeah, you know, I think um, you know uh, one of one of I feel like one of our main kind of uh, franchises on this pod that we like to talk about is Kingdom Hearts, oh. and you know, I think. I think what's funny, I think for people of a certain generation, like who kind of like Kingdom Hearts were kind of their first like meaty kind of JRPG and kind of like that kind of realm. Um, Final Fantasy was set um, from that perspective is kind of this like almost like big brother to Kingdom Hearts, almost this kind of like legendary figure. Like you Mm -hmm. get like breadcrumbs in Kingdom Hearts of like these different characters of like Cloud and Sephiroth and Leon, even though it's Squall. And honestly, I really do think that's been like one of the biggest impacts for like my kind of like relationship with the franchise where it was like, oh, I'm having fun in Kingdom Hearts, like jumping through these Disney worlds. What is this other fantasy game that's like supposedly kind of like, you know, taking um, like influencing Kingdom Hearts in that way. And so I had this kind of like lofty kind of like uh perspective of it i think the first one i really got my hands on and really dived into um was some of the gba games i think i did like oh damn 
yeah, I think I did Tactics Advance. I think I did like Tactics Final Advance. Fantasy. I did like Final wow. Fantasy one and two. Um, it's been a oh, weird journey did. for me. Wow, uh, they okay. did like a one and two remake, and so um, just from there, you know, I just think like getting bits and pieces of like hearing about seven, you know, diving into twelve, like playing thirteen when that um, you know, originally dropped. Like it's been a it's been a weird up and down history for me, but you know. It's been there for so long. Some of my earliest gaming moments are like with this franchise. And, um, you know, it's definitely one of my favorites. If it's not, Zelda might be one, like Final Fantasy might be one. This is right you know? there. So, wow. Yeah, it's really right there for me. No, I'm, I'm practically in the same boat too. Uh, <laughs> my first exposure to this was Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I, I've always heard of Final Fantasy, like through the grapevine up, like, you know, because I had a PS1, I had a PS2 growing up. Uh, but you know, those games in particular always kind of pushed me away, uh, just because, uh, just of the style of, uh, gameplay it was, it was, it was turn-based. You had to take turns, like attacking one another. And as a kid growing up, you know, I, I needed the action. I needed the, the movement. So a turn-based game would just annoy the hell out of me where I'm like, damn, I, I want to move and dodge that attack. I can't do that in this game. Kingdom Hearts satisfied that for me but it introduced me to some of these characters like you mentioned like leon uh cloud and i like the design of these characters i'm like whoa look at cloud why has he got that that scarf around his mouth why has he got a claw and a big sword <laughs> it, it's it's like early 2000s cringe but i was in it i i, I wanted to know it was more. so cool in kingdom hearts he had was no so idea cool. who he was he was just yeah. so cool <laughs> <laughs> and then like from there i mean goodness i think my first fine i well my first proper um final fantasy game was a uh, crisis core on the psp so i didn't even play seven before playing that game but i loved crisis core and then my first numbered entry that i played for better or worse was 13 final fantasy 13 and that's a whole that's a whole can of worms <laughs> that I don't want to get into. A whole other podcast. <laughs> a whole other podcast. It really is. But I mean, I've always had this love for this series. You know, despite what games I might think are better than the other, I've always been like, man, th this this franchise really like affected my taste in games in general, whether it be RPGs or action RPGs, or just even what I want to see in protagonists in games in general. Um, so yeah, no, I, I've, I've loved Final Fantasy even growing up as a kid to a degree. Uh, Toasty, Toasty, what about uh, you? Yeah, of course. I'm the one that introduced you to the series. So of course, that's, that, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right. you can't have the time to play them, but I still introduce you to them. Oh, uh, no, but in serious note, I became a fan around 15. Uh, I did know about the series a long time ago, but F I, Final I Fantasy 15 or? Yeah, 15. Oh, okay. 15. Okay. Uh, but of course, I had the false belief that you had to play every game to get the context eventually. Man, that, that's still it one was of the biggest gripes with the series. Some <laughs> yes, people don't that's... know. I didn't know even yes. going in either. I thought they were yeah. somewhat connected. Yes, people don't know it's an anthology, so every game is completely different. Different characters, different story, different universe at times. So that's something that made me not play them for a while. I did play 7, which I love. Love 15 and now 16. Kingdom Heart was never a really big fan of it growing up. It's not until the later time I got the collection so far edition, I think. Or the oh, story, the, the so, story far. so far, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And even then, it was a struggle to get to a lot of the game just because of how backward the mechanics some, were. Some but mechanics are dated. They haven't yeah. aged completely well. I know, or some games are just trash. We can just say that. <laughs> but, um, I mean, overall, 
I'm kind of bringing the series. I'm starting to go back and play the previous one. I'm currently currently playing thirteen, and oh, wow, okay. I like it so far. Yeah, I like it. It's a really good series. Interesting. All right, all right, fair enough. Um, so I see we're kind of all over the spectrum with uh when when we were exposed to Final Fantasy to a degree. So that's interesting. Um, let let me let me ask you guys this now. You know, because we're we're here first. Final Fantasy sixteen. Um. How are you guys kind of following this game? Like, were you like from day one, as soon as they uh, dropped the first teaser image, were you following every demo, every trailer? Like, at least for me, I I was kind of like uh, like a spectator off in the background. Like, I was interested when this game was going to come out, but I wasn't really I wasn't paying attention too much to like the big gameplay reveals, the big trailers. Um, I, I did know some of the people working on it. Like one of them was like uh, for the for the combat. It was like uh, the guy who worked on Devil May Cry Five. So I was like, oh wow, Devil May Cry Five is really good. Uh, so for that, for combat, that would be interesting. But how how were you guys following this game? Uh, or 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 did you just did you just pick it up once it dropped and be like, okay, yeah, I, I have no idea what I'm getting into. I'll play it now. I've probably been following this game like since that first trailer in i think it was like a playstation showcase so kind of like okay besides what was coming for the ps5 back in yeah. like i guess this would have been 2020 i think um yeah it was some been time pretty ago, yeah i've been following it pretty hard since then and you know i just think there's there's like a handful of like seminal franchises in gaming where it feels like the gaming world stops where it's like yo, a new numbered Final Fantasy is coming out. And um, I remember watching that trailer and, you know, Square Enix, like, um, for better or worse, they love dipping their hands in, like, a lot of different things. And so when, like, the trailer started, um, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, this seems interesting. I think I picked up. It was kind of like Final Fantasy. I think they may have dropped it. It was like Square Enix. And I remember kind of being like, oh, is this going to be, like, you know, another, like, um, off the beaten path Square Enix game. This is going to be kind of like a Final Fantasy adjacent. They did um, Final Fantasy Origins, I think, recently. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stranger like, of Paradise, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could, could it be like in that kind of vein? They've been doing a lot were, of those. They do a lot. And so, and when the trailer revealed it was a numbered entry, I was like, oh man, here we go. And I've yeah. been, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be somebody who's like reading the tea leaves of like all these different, you know, um, publisher interviews and stuff like that. But like pretty much anytime there's a new trailer, I think I like, download. yeah, you know, I was like going in and out the website to figure out like the world and kind of like, as you're saying, hearing about like this Yoshi P character. Um, yeah, you know, these different kind of names who for somebody who's never played 14 were kind of like new to me. Um, you know, follow this one pretty hard. So, um, I think like, as I said, like Zelda and Final Fantasy, when it's like kind of like the main, uh, kind of yeah. developers behind right. it, I'm, I'm locked in. I'm, I'm following all the way up until a release date to make sure I'm there day one. You know what? I had a similar experience. I remember when the trailer came out, I watched every trailer. I, that was right after we were done Even, with seven. Oh, okay. Oh, the yeah, seven remake, seven remake, seven remake. Okay. Of course. I was watching every trailer, watching every video, but it did not hook me in until the demo that was released a couple weeks before the game got released. And I actually got my hand into the combat because it is, we can all agree as people who play a game, it is totally different watching somebody play a game and playing it yourself. 
watching somebody play a game, the mechanics might seem dumb, but once I actually got my hand into the game, I remember I called Dr. Jason and was like, I'm pre-ordering this game right now. And I'm not just going to pre-order the base edition, I'm going deluxe edition because this game is going to be amazing. So yeah, we've been following forever, but I do have to say, I was hesitant about getting the game at first just because of what happened with 15. Lucky for me, I got 15 when the Royal Edition came out, so I got the complete package. But I didn't know at the beginning of 15, the game was incomplete. There were a lot of portion missing, a lot of little mechanics in the game missing that I didn't have to experience. So I was worried about that, and I was hoping to pick it up a little bit down the road. But the demo, best decision they could have made, hand down. The the demo is definitely what what got me to actually go in day one. Uh, like I, I was following the game to a degree, uh, like watching some gameplay here and there if I if I ever came across the video, uh, but I, I wasn't following it too much. Um, and, and I think part of that was just because, like you said, we're in a post Final Fantasy 15 world. Uh, yep. It. Like I, I I've become kind of hesitant to buying certain games day one. Uh, not to say Final Fantasy 15 was not a, a good game. I feel like it was good even on day one to an extent. But like you said, it, it was missing certain features, missing certain uh, story bits. Um, some people less like we the for combat. Lest we forget that you should have watched like a full movie and uh, the, anime. Oh my god! Oh, that's King's right, the Glaive. movie Kingsglaive. <laughs> oh my god! No, and and it was something where like I knew to do that even before playing it, but it's like. What what are they what are they thinking? Wait, did you say we have to read a chapter manga? There's there was there was a movie and then there was also an anime. There was like a four episode anime uh Brotherhood that you had to watch. Yeah, yeah. And it was like you know Square Enix, you know like uh like Hooper TV has been saying like they really go big on Final Fantasy. That's their that's their Zelda. That's their that that's their Zelda to Nintendo. Um, Yeah. And, you know, for 15, it was the next big numbered entry. They didn't have a, a, a follow-up to Final Fantasy 13 outside of the MMO, which was 14, for years. And then they're like, okay, this is the next numbered entry. It was originally versus 13, but now we're going to rename it to Final Fantasy 15. And and this is the next big thing. So they wanted to make it big. They're, they did mobile yeah. games. They did they did movie, anime. Yeah. Everything. And I feel like ah, that mobile game. Wow, God. you're right. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> the mobile game. And I feel like it to a degree, Square Enix got lost in the sauce uh in doing all that. I feel like they they forgot what it meant for making a complete package from day one within the game and not this multimedia like uh, a- 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 uh, extravaganza, like the way you know what? was made out to be. It would have been so much better if they included the movie and the four part episode and the game itself, where right before starting the game, they said, oh, there's this new content that you should watch before starting the game. Because I feel a lot of people never knew about those two different content. And I do yeah, remember no. when I was going to play 15, you were the one that told me to go watch those movies. I would have never gone out of my way to go watch them. I don't even know how I f- figured it out. <laughs> I, I just knew it. I'm yeah. like, damn, I better watch this before yeah. before yeah. I, uh, I I play the game. There's um, like a online, like a, um, you know, like I guess a watch list or like kind of like yeah, an order you should go a guide. in. I should yeah, be doing that. that. <laughs> Which is crazy. That is crazy. Like I, I, I crazy. get... I get what Square Enix was trying to do. Like, you know, they wanted this to kind of be like a like um a successor to Final Fantasy 7, 
where seven had like multiple movies and spinoffs and sequels. So with 15, they were like, okay, yeah, we got to go big. But um, like like what Tosi was saying with 15, I like the package of the, the Royal Edition, which came with everything. But yeah. it made me hesitant going into a game like 16. Um, but, you know, I was still excited. At some point, I would have gotten the game. I was like, yeah, you know, I like what I see, but I'll, I'll get it when it's on sale or something. The day that demo dropped yeah. and I played that two-hour demo, I I pre-ordered the deluxe <laughs> edition of that game. The same day. <laughs> I, was, I was hooked. That demo, I mean, uh, yeah, for me, that's what I needed to see and play to get the idea of, wow, the rest of the game is like this, and I hope it gets better, obviously, but that that just got me hooked. The 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 production values that Square Enix put into this game in general, but in, in particular for that demo, I'm like, this is insane. There's no way the rest of the game is like this with the boss fights, the music, the story. So I mean, th that was my exposure to to 16. From there, I'm like, all right, day one, I'm going, I'm going over to my local friendly neighborhood Best Buy. I'm picking up my copy, coming back and booting that sucker up. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, let's 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 get into it. 16, 16, Final Fantasy 16. So, um, oh God, it's like where where do you even start? Funny enough. I think one of the interesting elements with this game, and I feel like it's been a controversy with Square Enix from the beginning, was um, the combat. And I feel like it's it's been a steady progression ever since Final Fantasy X, after Final Fantasy X, where you started to notice Square Enix slowly drifting away from what put them on the map, which is the turn-based uh, you know, combat system. From, yeah. from 10 onwards, they, they start going more and more into, like, real-time combat. I, I I think they dip their feet into yeah. Kingdom Hearts, and they're like... It's not yeah. like a straight line, but it's, it's kind not. of like... They started experimenting. They kind of, yes. like, experimented with their combat a little more. Yeah, yes, like, let's make it more cinematic. Let's give the, you know, the player more uh, agency in combat where they have to move, they have to dodge. And then we ultimately end up here <laughs> with 16. Um, what did you guys think about the combat? Because I feel like th that's like one of the biggest uh, sticking points for a game like this. Because sometimes, I, 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 and I see the discourse online, some people will go as far as to say, I, I think they're wrong, but they go as far as to say, this is not Final Fantasy. This is not a Final <laughs> Fantasy game. Absolutely not. This combat, what is this? Devil May Fantasy? I don't, not, not my Final Fantasy. And I'm like, are you... Are, are you sure you're a fan of Final Fantasy? I am here to get into like how much Final Fantasy this game is. I'm down to like unpack that a little more in this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not, it's definitely not the combat that like for me makes it. That makes you, you know, question it. Maybe okay. question the Final Fantasy-ness. Like I think, you know, as you're saying, um, Square Enix has always been experimenting, even when always. they were doing like, you know, their turn base, they eventually right. did it like active time. And I think active that was like time battle. a big jump for them. And then when they went to 10, it was still turn based, but it was like this kind of very unique kind of like, uh, kind of like, I don't know, like a batting order system, you know? Mm. And um, that one has a unique name too, but I'm forgetting it now. Um, you know, they've always been experimenting. So I'm like, I almost feel like experimenting with the battle system is 
actually fundamentally Final Fantasy. You know it's, what I mean? Like, it always has been. Day one. It always has been. You know, 15 plays different from 7 Remake, and this plays different from that. You know what I mean? So um, I am here for Square Enix continue to experiment, continue to evolve, continue to iterate on like different additions. And, um, you know, this one, this battle system was very interesting to me. I enjoyed it a lot. It felt really good. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if we're ready for like, kind of like nitpicking. Um, you know, I guess like the one thing I would say that like, once I got into a rhythm of like, kind of like my setup, it almost got like almost too easy, you know, uh, where I was just like, yeah. all right, I got, I, I know how, what I'm doing and this works for every battle and I'm just going to keep using it yeah. until it fails me. And it, by end game, it just didn't fail. I don't know if I just I found a perfect that. setup, but yeah. I felt it still that. felt good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to say, honestly, the people that are complaining about the combat, even as a new player or fan of the final fantasy series we can say i started first seeing what in 2017 2018 so five years for me final fantasy is about the story not the combat i can tell you right now i absolutely hated yeah i absolutely hated the combat in 15 but i like the story i felt the Damn, combat you hated I the combat in yes 15. until you unlock the royal weapon i felt like the character was too heavy same thing with seven cloud to me was too heavy i understand the logic with him having a big sword and he's supposed to do a lot of damage but it was too heavy yes he could use the other characters but the other character were either too fast and took too much damage there was not a real balance i didn't feel like that in uh in 16. once you unlock the shiva power you the fact that you could slide away freeze enemy the fact that you could do like the perfect dodge and the parry attack with 16 for me it felt like the combat was really fluid at no point did i feel that the character was not um efficient at fighting which is the major difference and it does show in a game like stranger of paradise i did play the demo for stranger of paradise but the story did not hook me in which is why i still haven't played it so now so that's mm -hmm. what makes a good final fantasy game not the combat the story and yes, turn-based combat can be really good. I mean, we have all played turn-based combat, but yeah. combat there like this is also perfectly fine. Okay. At the end of the day, nobody's going to play a Final Fantasy and say the biggest issue or the biggest thing about the game is the combat. You're going to say, I love the story. Right. Let, let me actually put a pin then on the combat because you do raise an interesting point when it comes to uh, what some people may consider like a better Final Fantasy game than others. And that's the story. Um, and I think that's yeah. that that's a good interesting starting point when it comes to this particular game. Uh, because I think Square Enix, they do a really good job. Because, like you said, it's an anthology series, so you don't need any prior knowledge from any other previous entry to understand another. And because of that, each Final Fantasy is set in its own world, separate from yeah. all the previous ones. So I'm always looking forward to what Square Enix is going to create for this new world for their next Final Fantasy. In this particular case, this what would you is, is this dark fantasy? Is this um like oh god, I, I know we sometimes get into it in the chat about like what's high fantasy, what's dark fantasy. In this particular case, when it comes to like knights, uh kingdoms, uh, you know, all that stuff, is this is this uh dark fantasy or I consider this fantasy? like a dark high fantasy, you know? Okay. Um you know, I think they really lean into taking the their world very serious 
Um, you know, almost like more than kind of like uh, like Final Fantasy X, which feels like has like almost like a whimsical tropical element, despite yeah. like there being yeah. raging beasts kind of destroying cities. Um, and you know, some of the earlier ones also kind of like have that kind of like also kind of high fantasy, but it's kind of like you know the crystals, everything's like brightly colored. This is a very a very dark. Very dark. A very bleak world. Um, you know, they're trying to lean into like their M rating. They're trying to the kind first of push M rated the Final Fantasy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They're right, trying to right, push right. the boundaries. They they cuss. They, they cuss. They, cuss. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they do a lot of cussing and a lot of uh, a lot of another act. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I you know, I think I, I I don't know if the developers kind of spoke to this, but you know, I think there's a clear kind of like game of thrones kind of influence that you oh, can kind of like yes. see and yes, a lot have. of different aspects um so funny enough i i think because after playing the game i wanted to learn more about it you mentioned game of thrones apparently a lot of the dev team when they had to write out and create this world I think they were ordered, ordered. Uh, I think they were told or suggested. <laughs> recommended. To watch, <laughs> recommended. I think, I think they recommended to watch Game of Thrones. And I think they watched seasons one through four, which is like peak Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I see that in this, yeah. in this world, like with the, the, the political, like, um, conversations with different kingdoms and espionage and you know hierarchies and uh like it was it was great the mother was, character in particular is like felt like the most game of thrones oh to me. my god uh, yeah. annabella and well, she has like she has like the catelyn stark energy in that she hates her son like the yes. way catelyn stark hates yeah. Jon snow and then she's like also has the cersei, cersei. energy oh god the way she's right. like yeah. taught like babying her like prince the other prince you know what i mean like right uh, later on in the game and so like that one more than anything i was like man this feels really game of thrones obviously like there's like the wolf companion and stuff like that and like right um i think there's yeah. some like other elements there but that one in particular really stuck out to me where i was like man this feels so game of thrones right now no yeah they've created a really good medieval fantasy dark fantasy like you guys were saying and that's what's so good about it, is the intrigue in this game as I was playing the game, I always wondered what is next? Why are these characters doing this? Why is this happening? And I think the setting for me was the best they could have. I like not being in a world like um, too much technology. I like the fact that it was almost like medieval, like Middle Ages kind of feel to it. Yeah. With the way the characters were acting, which for me, like it made it so much more interesting. And it added so much more uh, importance to the dominant. Because obviously, if it was set in the modern time, you see a dominant appear in front of you, you throw a nuke at it, and you move on. But with this, right. it shows you that how powerful and why why the dominant were so important, and it helped you understand why certain characters were acting a certain way. Right. No, I, I was definitely invested in a world like this, uh, coming from, you know, like uh, Final Fantasy XV, which is more um, like modern, modern day. Modern day uh, they drive a car set. around. To drive a yeah. car around. <laughs> uh, there, there, there's highways. There's roads. Yeah, spaceship <laughs> robots. Gas <laughs> right. stations. Gas stations are huge. Gas stations, right? <laughs> um, you have uh, seven, which is more, I guess, like uh, like futuristic steampunk ish, a yeah. little bit alternate future. Yeah, alternate future. Um, so seeing something like this because I 
I can't recall um, when was even the last time they've touched like, you know, knights and kingdoms uh, in a Final Fantasy game. I want to say starting with 10 onwards, they haven't really touched. I think 12 kind of dabbled in it 12? a little bit. Okay. 12 kind of, okay. but it's like it has, uh, you know, 12 and I can't remember the kind of like, I think lead art director. He has like a very like, um, I think it's Ivelisse, like uh, it's kind of like a recurring kind of like continent like this specific game designer consistently returns to um i think like final oh, fantasy tactics yeah kind of like takes place about. in like this world it yeah. kind of has a very okay. distinct vibe that you're like oh this is like set in that kind of like world so it almost like right. feels separate than your kind of like typical classic kind of like medieval fantasies um yeah you really might have to go back to nine the last time something felt that's very, what like, i was thinking of because yeah. I, I remember there was like a knight character in nine and i'm like okay yeah that was the last time there was like a knights and kingdoms yeah. and everything okay yeah i mean it, it, it's been a good minute it's been a good minute since, since uh, uh like a like a dark fantasy type of uh game to come around like this um but obviously populating this world are different entities we have you know things like the icons which are basically the summons from final fantasy we have the dominance like toasty was saying which are the characters that are the the walking nukes the powerhouses in this world where they can harness the yeah. power of the icons like shiva ifrit phoenix but then at the same time we have the characters and what is a final fantasy game without its characters i feel like that's that, that, that that's crucial you have to have characters that we give a crap about in a final fantasy game and who's our main character here uh clive rossfield heir to the rossfield throne or or was heir to the throne until actually he wasn't heir joshua was the heir joshua was the heir let's let's get into this like how do we feel about the characters because like you know we might, right. we might have some difference of opinion here how right. do we feel about these characters? How do we feel about like them compared to like kind of like other? Um, you have to compare like, them. You have. I to think you have them. to. You know what I mean. Um, um, it's yeah. You guys, you guys go first. It's it's uh, tough for me. Oh, go ahead, Toasty. I'll just say, it's a big criticism for me in terms of character design. So far, out of all the Final Fantasy game I've played, I always hated the main character attitude. The main character always has a stoic, I'm supposed to be emotionless character. Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere in portion of the story, they break down and start crying and bawling. I'm like, you're breaking character. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. My man, a couple seconds ago, <laughs> your face was, was straight as your, mom, as your mom told you, I never wanted you. Not a tear in your eye. <laughs> your father died, not a tear in your eye. But for some reason, you're bawling now. And I always hated that. I felt the same thing with not this. He was emotionless the entire time during the story because his friends made the, the, the game interesting and they were the one joking when you were fighting and you heard the dialogue. 
13, same thing. The main character is emotionless, but to be fair, she's surrounded by clowns. That's a trend. Uh, now that you point yes. it out, like yeah, she surmounted so, serious seven, character, seven, seven serious character, eight seven, serious character. <laughs> That's a and trope. For, That's a trope that yes. they do. They have it in and all for, their games. And for seven, it's justified because you know he has the entire like becoming a soldier, so that kind of mm. messed up his emotion. But I still did not like it. Uh, Third thing, she's surrounded by clowns. I'll be pissed too if I was surrounded by that cast of people. <laughs> So she's justified. <laughs> Fifth scene, not this, never smile. Like it's a trope I really hate because we all play the game and we all be at a time. The character always had that stoic. Yes, right. look at me. I am right. a soldier. We must fight. He, at no point did he crack a joke. I absolutely hated that in this game compared to the previous game. Oh, oh, so least, so you're saying you, you did not like it in this game either with with Clive? Yes, yes, okay. because in this game, unlike seven and thirteen and um. Fifth scene, the side character did not talk that much when you were off in the world doing your stuff. So when you were going from point A to point B or you're fighting monsters, there were no really real dialogue. It was just you running from point A to point B. And that's mm-hmm. something that fifth scene, in my opinion, did so much better. The character would joke around. They would say, hey, watch out. They were interaction. It There's a lot feel... of in-game interaction with the characters yes. to make you yeah, connect it made, to them. Yeah, it made you feel like the characters cared about each other. Obviously, in this game, we got to see that in the cutscene, but they could have done better. And that's something I'm expecting them to change if they ever release, like, you know, DLC the same way that the Royal Edition did, where they add changes later down the game. I expect them to add some line, make the character say something. Hey, watch out. Hey, good job. That's all I needed. I don't know. But I absolutely hate the main character in this attitude. It's aggravating, man. Like, for God's sake. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Smile. Yeah, the joke. I understand you know, the wall is messed up, but like, do something except being emotionless. It's ridiculous, man. I, yeah. I know we're talking about characters right now, but like, kind of like the point you're making about like, just kind of like the lack of humor in like Clive, I think like kind of like expands to like the entire game. And so, you know, I, I still, I really enjoyed like my time with it. Uh, but like, if like I could like critique it a little bit, it's like, especially if you're pulling from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is really funny. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, they get there. Yeah, like early, um, you know, early Game of Thrones is like plenty of jokes. You know what I mean? Like um, Tyrion's constantly cracking jokes, like in um, early Game of Thrones. So, right, right. Um, you know, so I, I was like, kind of like wanting like some like comic relief. There are like some characters who kind of like like Gav, who kind of like are able to approach, kind of maybe like being like a bit of a funny character. Yeah. Um, but they never really go for it. And, yeah. um, you know, I felt like I was kind of like missing that out of the party. And sort of what you're saying too, Toasty, like the in-game interactions. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if like Square Enix wants to go into this route where you like play as like one character and you kind of like slowly shed. Oh yeah, I don't like, mind that. Yeah, like the party mm. elements. But I think the party elements adds to the overall feel and kind of like connection with the cast um when you feel they're interacting with each other when you're like switching between them they're talking to you you're able to help them out like you're yelling at donald to like send you like a heal because you're like dying you know what i mean like those kind of like in-game interactions are like crucial and like the most you kind of get is with torgle in this game sick of torgle yeah you know what i mean he's like the 
you could order him to like send you a heel and it's never a lot man it's like two not wait to be fair we had that equipment that made him do that automatically so you didn't even have to interact with torgo which i have not the entire game so there was no problem you turn that on Yes, no, I turn it on. It's, like, it's, it's like, an <laughs> item. It's an item that basically automatically um syncs Torgal to your combat. So like if you're doing yes. a bunch of moves, it'll automatically have Torgal do the moves that you would have commanded to him. Yeah. I is it, one of, is it one of those is it one of those three equipments? One of it's not one of the three that you're thinking of. It, it's like a fourth one. Because the one, yes. the okay. one that you're thinking of are like, you know, the automatic dodge. Oh yeah, uh, don't do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't equip any of those. I I wanted to play, them, oh. but but for Torgal, I equipped that just because it it felt so unintuitive to like command him with the command D pad Torgal. while you're yeah. while you're like you know uh, carrying yeah. an enemy and juggling them. Um, yeah, but uh, no, I'm 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 kind of with you guys when it comes to like. I, I think Square Enix, they're kind of stuck in this stereotype that they want, they always want their main uh, protagonists in these Final Fantasy games to be badasses. They want them to be like, like straight up badasses that could do all these crazy moves and maneuvers. But then they think that badasses are always serious. They, they don't know how to because... smile. Uh, but like, but that's because that's a remnant of like the 90s and early 2000s where you have the right, Sonic protagonist. Yeah. You have they, the Sonic character, the Sonic main character, everybody else has character to it. And the Sonic guy is the one that is, I'm on the mission. Let's go from they, point A right. to point B. We're not here to mess around, which... Right, they, it's they, they haven't this grown. Point. Yeah, they haven't grown too much from that. But um, at least because it, it's hard for me to say like how I would compare them to other characters because, um, I mean, I know, God, to this day, I, I'm still looking at my sealed copy in the corner. I have not played Final Fantasy X, and I know ten. I know ten has supposedly some of the best characters. I in, think that's the best cast. I think in, in Final Fantasy cast. history. Oh. Or wow. seven. Or God, seven. Seven comes seven up. Yeah. Seven comes up. I have played both seven and seven remake. Um, and, and I love the cast in seven. I love the cast in seven. Uh, but God, with 16, I mean, I want to say I did enjoy the cast. Despite their flaws, I liked how um, because you know, I I know we had some of these gripes early on, like, you know. Why is Jill acting this way uh, early on in the game? Why can't Clive crack a joke? But I feel like the more <laughs> you put, the, the more hours you put into the game and you do like these side quests that expand on the lore, expand on these character relationships. And even in the main story, I started to grow attached to these characters. There was something really simple, late game. And um, Uber TV, I don't know if you did this side quest, but I know Toasty did. And oh, it was it was that it, it was a letter. It was a letter that um Jill writes to you uh, as Clive and she leaves it in your like little inbox thing, but it 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 only gets there if you finish her like I guess main side quest towards the end of the game. That is one of the most heartfelt letters I've ever read in yep. anything. <laughs> And I was like, "Damn, <laughs> bro! God, that was yeah. That, that hit for me. That hit. Like, I, I, I know people like to. Oh, he froze. Uh oh, oh no, we're fine. We're all here. Yeah, we're all here. Oh you yeah. Good? Okay. Yeah, um, he froze for a second, but yeah. Oh okay. Um no, I I know everyone likes to hype up like you know uh, Tifa and Aerith from from Final Fantasy VII, and those are great characters. 
Those, Those are great. great characters. They're really great. <laughs> yeah. But I damn, just some of these scenes with Jill, who obviously is 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 one of the uh party members, one of the protagonists in the story. Um, damn, I just I, I really like Jill. I really like Jill as a character. Um, could they have done a little bit more with her? For sure. Yeah. I feel like there's it kind of gets her main highlight early on, and then I mean, it's kind of like by design that she kind of like slowly kind of like creeps back and kind of just becomes like a love interest again. Um, right, right. But that scene on the beach, I thought that was beautiful. Um, the scene on the beach. Oh, I loved it. I, I thought loved that was it beautiful. Mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll shout out my boy, Joshua. I thought. Joshua Crossfield. Early, early on. <laughs> like, uh, and like. I guess like spoiler alerts uh, for the entirety of this game. Um, you know, I think early on, um, cause like, I think the in-game trailers or like the, the trailers and kind of like the way it was like set up, you were like led to believe that that boy Joshua's dead. You know, you never see him over right. in the trailers. He's only right. a child. So like, I didn't kind of expect or think it was a given that we would like meet Joshua later. And so um, early on in the game, when you start getting like, glimpses of like this hooded figure and like you kind of like yo is that my boy joshua i'm like i honestly felt so locked into the story into the game when like we we're getting like these like teases of like joshua i was like what is he doing like where is happened? he what is he yeah, doing these last what several years yeah you know and so he was definitely one of my favorite characters i like mid mid was funny i think that was a um, mid mid was pretty I good sid Sid, Sid and Mid, I think, was Sid like really Mid. cool. Sid, yeah. this is probably the best iteration of Sid in any Final Fantasy. I, I, I can't think of any other better version. I, I think can't. that's safe to say. I think that's yeah. That's the best one. I mean, the, I'll the give only, this game the best Sid. The I'll best Sid, because yeah. like the only one where I know of that Sid is prominent, like to this, like even close to this, is I guess maybe seven, because he's he, he you know he's like a party he's member. A, yeah, he's a party and, member in seven. Um. But yeah, other than that, no, I I I think this is. I mean, he he has so much charm and charisma. I I've seen all the TikTok edits with uh, Sid and people like you know freaking out over him. Like yeah, yeah, he was that guy. He was. <laughs> oh that wait, guy. pause. Oh, Sid become a party member after the first part of remake, right? Because I don't think in, he was in the first part. Right in remake, he's yeah. he's not. But in in okay. Final Fantasy VII Classic, he he's a party member later on in the game. Okay. Um. But yeah, this I, I love Sid. Uh, you know, you, unfortunately, you you don't stick with him for too long. Um, Which was another <laughs> cool kind of element, you know. It was cool. Right. Doing, doing the time jump was like very interesting. Um, yes, multiple of them, multiple um, of them, multiple. So. And I feel like, as weird as it may sound, I feel like that's such a big step, at least when it comes to how Japan portrays characters in their games, because typically what you tend to see when it comes to protagonists and like whether it's like an anime manga game movie whatever um usually it's 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 like the young shonen protagonist to a degree like it's usually someone in their teens um sometimes in you know 16 to early 20s yeah 16 to early 20s you don't really get those people that are like pushing 30 right or mm -hmm. even into their 30s as like yes i am the main character i like that they did that with final fantasy in this regard because you look at all the other prior uh protagonists it's the same nonsense teenager or young adult <laughs> in their early 20s causing trouble 
causing trouble and, and it's so funny because like i think i even saw like a meme or a tiktok edit where it's like um uh it's like whenever square enix eventually makes the next uh dissidia final fantasy game you know the one where all the final fantasy uh protagonists come in and fight each other they're all kids and young adults and in comes clive this grown-ass man just <laughs> backing down on these kids uh so that that was cool i, I like I like the time skip stuff because you don't get that a lot. Um, at least when it comes to um, you know Japanese games that, that have um, story at their forefront, except maybe Yakuza, but that's another story. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I I like the time jump. I like uh, I like Torgal. I like Torgal. We 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 briefly mentioned Torgal was Torgal. cool. He's a yeah. good boy. Um, I, oh man, th th this kind of goes into combat. I want to save that for later, but there's an issue with Torgal that <laughs> I have where I'm like, oh man, I would have, the whole thing with like, I don't know if you notice this in the menu, he's slowly like gaining attributes, like increase yeah. or increase I didn't know what power. that was. Yeah. And I'm like, what does this matter? I, I like, Oof. you're not giving me anything to work with, with that. Like, it, yeah, it bothers, yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's you know we could maybe um, like put a pin in that too just like right uh, right the customize that ability the customization of, like, yes yeah yes for you know? sure because uh, um, um I like like I like everything we're saying about the story and like the world I, you know it's like and I appreciate all these like attempts that Square Enix is doing and like all the right. risk it's taking aging right. up these characters doing these time jumps like kind of like. You know, I would have preferred a little bit more humor, but kind of like, hey, we're gonna tell like a more serious story. Um, yeah. I appreciate all that, but like when I kind of feel myself siding with the kind of people who are questioning the Final Fantasy oh. of it, I'm. What are I'm your like, What are your red flags? <laughs> what what, what, Man, what about this game? Do you see where you're like, hmm, <laughs> is this Final Fantasy enough? There's I crystals. Like, I <laughs> I feel like. They like put it there, but like they don't really create like what I feel like is a Final Fantasy vibe. You know, it's like, and that's gonna be it's gonna be hard for me to explain this, but you uh -huh. have to just stick with me. All right. Yes, I'll there's follow. a Moogle. There's a Moogle. But there's like Chocobos. the Moogle, the Moogle doesn't yeah. do anything. You know what I mean? The Moogle is just mm. kind of there. It just kind of like really doesn't like play a part. Like. There's really like no other races kind of like wandering the world except maybe orcs, but like also, you barely see them. Yeah, you barely you know? see them there. Yeah, right. they're just like there's no like kind of like you there's know, magical... chocobos. There's wild chocobos. There's like there are chocobos. I'll give them credit. They have <laughs> chocobos. Um, the use of like the summons are cool, but like when it like comes to like I don't know my my favorite Final Fantasy worlds, it feels like. It really does feel like you're entering like a whole nother place. You know, it feels like you're, mm. you know, 10 feels so different from like literally like most fantasies that I've engaged with. Like even seven, even though it has like kind of like these steampunky, like almost Akira E elements, it also feels like one of a kind. Say what you right. want about 13. That, I that got a lot. Wild. Like, you know what I mean? That world's wild, man. That right. index they give you of like, trying to explain everything like it's it's an I encyclopedia like yeah it's too I much like I said, more time in there trying to figure out what was happening whether cocoon was like a moon orbiting pulse or like whether like mm -hmm. cocoon was inside a pulse just high up in the sky and like even 15 like 
you know, 15 is weird um, because it's like, yeah, it has like this modern day, I'm in a car driving around this fantasy world, but that also just like made it feel so like one of one. And as much as I like what, what they did in 16, it just felt like it was just like missing maybe that like unique element. I guess the icons are there and that's cool, but like, you know, we've seen summons before. Um, right. Maybe like the one-to-one's different, but um, it just felt like the overall world was like missing something that like I, gave it like a more Final Fantasy feel. Right. I, I can say as, as far as like, because um, I can kind of see it to that extent when it comes to like enemy variety. And I think that was something I had a problem with because I noticed at the further I got into the game, I noticed like, man, I, I'm like on the opposite side of the map and I'm still fighting wolves uh, in the <laughs> desert versus yeah. In, yeah. in the jungle, in the forest. And like, it's, it's either wolves or goblins. And I'm like, I, where, where's, where, where are the cactuars? Where are yeah. the- um, Oh, snap, there were no cactuars. There were no right. cactuars. There was no- Not um, even as a summon. Not even as a summon. And, and there's like, um, <laughs> I, I forget the name. The <laughs> <laughs> I forget the name, but it's that, it's that hunched lizard with the cloak that has a little knife and oh, like yeah, it does like it does like nine 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 damage to you and, yes. uh, and all the other not in the game either and it's like i i get it they wanted to create this yeah. fantasy world where it's like goblins and orcs and wolves but i'm like okay but where's the final fantasy yes you gave me a ch you gave me chocobos you gave me one moogle one move. Where's the cheese? Where's, Where's the, the cheese? There's a level of cheese you can have that your seriousness. Yeah. 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 And the yeah. cheesiness too. Um, right. Yeah. I I, I, I was, like was missing, missing that, for sure. I mean, like, there's other enemies. Like, I feel like you encounter them a lot with um, like like some of the the contracts that the Moogle gives you. You know, you you can fight um. Oh god, what's the name of those things? Um, uh, more not not Ouroboros, the the large green tentacle things that uh they 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 spit out bad breath. It gives you all yeah. These I know what you're talking ailments. about. Those, those yeah, you're talking about the first boss, right? The, the first, first boss, boss the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the first yeah, boss okay. in uh in the game. I mean, you see those. That's a Final Fantasy staple. You see the weird cheetah things with the long whiskers that have like the yeah, lightning. That's a good one. Um, yeah. but like at least just roaming the world, just running around and just seeing things and saying, yeah, that's final fantasy. You don't get too much. You kind of have to see? go out of your way to get like contracts to be like, yes, there's a final fantasy enemy that I know of. There's Bahamut. Uh, no, not, not Bahamut. Um, what's the name? Uh, behemoth, behemoth, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 The, no, no, the, oh, yeah. the, um, the, the four legged tiger looking thing with the, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you see, this is where the game kind of messed up. The game has a diverse environment. So depending where you are, it's more like jungle or it's more plains or it's more desert like yeah. we see in the game. They could have easily used different monsters and all this different environment and yeah, use the excuse that the blight or use the yeah. excuse that the blight is pushing certain animals that only live in certain section into other sections to survive. So the beginning of the game, they could have had more monsters that are usually found in the northern side of the world coming down into Rosalia and those soldiers have difficulty fighting them because they're not used to fighting these monsters and, or hunting them. And, that's and, where they messed up. And funny enough, you know, that's something that they were actually aware of because one of the early bosses you fight is that giant lizard thing that spins <laughs> like a hedgehog. 
Um, yeah. One of the things that Sid says when you first encounter it is, whoa, I thought those things were only found up north. And he's like, oh, no, the blight pushed them down to hunt for food in yeah. this area. So I'm like, okay, the devs writing this <laughs> had that made sense, but they didn't take it a step further by having like different creatures populate different, um, you know, biospheres in, in the in the game. Because um, the only thing you fight in the desert are the scorpions and those flying bats monster. That's all you it's, can find in the yeah, wild. It's these like generic enemies like from yeah. like 30, 20, 30 years ago, bats. Yeah. Um, uh, scorpions, spiders, the spiders, uh, yeah, it's the plant thing, yeah, the plant, yeah, the little plant yeah. weird creatures. Um, for sure, they, I feel like they could have done a bit better with, with the enemy variety. Um, but, but one thing I think they nailed out of the park, and that's why, I'll, like, it's really hard for me to like throw too much shade at them because you know, in, in one area they're lacking, but in something else, they excel at. My God, the grandiose boss battles in this game. Jesus yep. Christ. <laughs> this, this, oh man, every boss fight from beginning to end, and there's multiple of them, just felt like this big, bombastic, um, epic, orchestra-styled uh, combat uh, felt like a movie. Like, like what? Like a movie. It felt like, like you a were movie. Watching... It felt like a movie. Yeah, a movie. It felt like a movie. And I feel like that was one of the elements that really got me hooked from the demo was just how how crazy these fights are gonna be. And it was it was like that throughout the entire game. I can say I there are fights in here where I went out of my way to download the music for it. Nice. <laughs> it was just so it was so good. I I'm gonna say this, and, and, and maybe it may be controversial, but I think this is one of the better Final Fantasy soundtracks in terms of like past games. I know, I know we got some iconic ones out there. I know, I know people go hard for seven. They go hard for six. Six has some people bangers. People love eight. People love people eight love a lot. It's it, it's, really it's like hard. 10. Yeah, there's it's hard. ten. It's hard. It's hard. It, you it, know what? It, I need to play ten at this point. I still have the disc right here. I need to open it up. I want to start playing it. Oh, you have a sealed copy. All right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do another. We'll do another ten pod in three months. Uh, we gotta do it. Yeah, we gotta do a ten pod because uh, I'll go in on ten. Um, we got a lot yeah, going no, this on. Is, said. This is probably you know uh, I love compare. I mean, like this is you know some people are like why why do you compare them like comparisons to FIFA Joy? Maybe that's the saying. I don't really know. Um, you have to though. Yeah, like, yeah, that's Final Fantasy for you. You know what I mean? Like, that's the best part because all of them are so different because they're all trying different things and like, they're like kind of like set in a certain place. Like, I feel like it's a part of it. So, so I'm definitely willing to say this is the best use of summons in the history of Final oh, Fantasy. Yeah, for, from my knowledge, easily, easily yeah. the best what? use. Um, the the yeah. way they're integrated into the story is just phenomenal because and and toasty I, I remember telling you about this a little bit too at least from previous final fantasy games when it comes mm -hmm. to summons it's yeah. just a summon like it, it's just yeah you summon a creature and that's it it's not really tied to the lore or mythos of that world sometimes other ten. times it is <laughs> it's always 10 there's always, <laughs> <It's> always. <laughs> <laughs> like I know in some other ones the, the summons are more serious and more story integrated, but this yeah. I 100% agree. This is this has to be the best integration of summons into the story 
from yeah. any Final Fantasy. Because it made yeah. sense why the character could use certain summons. They didn't just come out of nowhere. He had a purpose and like he was capturing them. So again, it does make sense. Because I'm thinking about the right. previous game. You getting the summon in seven was you doing that VR summon. You do a thing. VR mission yeah, and, that, and then you can which, summon Ifrit there. there yeah, you go. which lore wise doesn't make sense as to why you could summon Ifrit. It may seem that in a way, Ifrit didn't even exist in the world, but it was the game way of saying, Oh, by the way, use something from the previous game, you wanna use this. But the soldiers, when you summon Ifrit, then yeah, I can say holy shit, this is Ifrit, run. They right. didn't think about that, yeah. Right, and I feel like because of the way they integrated um, the summons into this game, that's how I liked, uh, got it, that's how I got invested into the story. Very few other mm. Final Fantasy games did yeah. I ever really care to dig into the mythos of the world that they're in. Um, like, I, I love me my seven, but I don't really care for like, you know, how did Midgard form uh, hundreds of years ago? Who was the first CEO? Did the CEO have children? <laughs> I, I really don't care. Like, I love the story, or, but I, I don't care like that about Seven. With this, I I dig, I and, and Toasty knows this, I dug into everything about this. I dug into the kingdoms. I dug into the lineage. I dug into the wars and the relationships. I've yeah. never done that in a Final Fantasy game. I know uh, 13 has its encyclopedia in the menus. <laughs> I was not reading that. I was not reading that nonsense. <laughs> uh, and, and part of it, part of it too, is I, I like that they kind of took a page from uh, Amazon Prime with its streaming service yes. with the Active, Active Time, Time War. Best feature in any genius. RPG. Right? I, For I, me, I'm sorry, I'll say for me, like any game from now on needs to have that feature. I know that's any game, every game, every game. No, no, to be fair, actually, to be fair, with certain games, obviously, if it's like a 10 hour game, obviously, you don't need it unless you're playing this 10 hour game over a year, but that's on you. But if the game goes over 50 hours, you need that because sometimes, as I was watching a cutscene, I would see a character and say, Who's that character? I can't remember. Yeah, you click a button. I read. It, I'm like, oh, okay, shit. That's right. I made this character. Who's the this name portion. of that person? What yes. kingdom is that that they but just see, mentioned? Exactly. All of those little details actually do help, and I do believe that any franchise, I would argue, a game like even like Halo should have that also. Especially since the game are always not always coming out uh, back to back. It takes years between games. Mm -hmm. If a character is mentioned from Halo Two, who the hell is gonna remember that if you play Halo Two when you were in middle school? For some people, right. they might say, oh, yeah, that's this character, but because of graphic and the way the character changed with... You're, you're you know, on Halo 8, and, and you're, you're like, Halo. damn, yeah. I, so, I don't remember the Arbiter. Who's that? So for, Exactly. For me, I'm looking forward to the Icon Time Lord in every Final Fantasy game. Because at no point in this story was I confused in a cutscene. Every little cutscene that I've seen and I had a question about, I clicked on it, and the game was smart enough to say, hey, by the way, like the Amazon feature, when you pause... This, those are the character that appears in the setting. This is an important item. And sometimes it's not even character. Like I said, it's an item. Like at the beginning of the game, when Clive and uh, Jill were sitting in, I guess, the balcony and they were looking up at the red star, she was praying to the red star. And to anybody who didn't read the active time lore, it's like, okay, she's praying to the moon, maybe. But when you click the active time lore, you realize she was praying to the red star because people in their world pray to the red star so that their loved one or people that they cherish 
can come back home. That changes and adds so much more to the story than before. And it does. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely used it a lot early on to like get settled in the world and I found it super helpful. But I really want to shout out um, the character who's on the base who like will like whip out the map and then kind of like Oh, Vivian? Like, Vivian. 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 I Vivian. love that. Like whatever that was, was like, beautiful. Whatever was like, all right, the next mission is to talk to her, and you know she's about to like kind of set up what you have to do next, what just she, happened. Yep. And it like does that. Like I think it, like the camera zooms into her, the and then yeah, goes to the yes, map. It zooms into the map, and the map unfolds, and yeah. the pieces are moving. Yeah. And, and, and even when that. it doesn't do that, when you can just look at the map like in the menu from her desk. Like uh -huh. I love seeing that. You see the the like like a chessboard. You see the pieces moving yeah. north south. I, it's it it's it's perfect. And then you have kind of like thirteen. You have your in-game encyclopedia with Harpocrates, the guy who's like like mm -hmm. your lore master, and he gives yeah. you everything um, uh, concerning the lore that you need to know. If there's like a dominant uh, character, a villain that you want to learn more about, you go to him. You search him up, and then you can figure out what you not, missed out about that character. Not only that, at the bottom of that character, it tells you the most important connection that character had. So if you go in Clive, at the bottom, it automatically tells you, oh, if you look up Clive, you might want to know about Joshua, Jill, the Rossfield family. I thought that was a pretty interesting feature also. Because yes, it specifically yes. told you who was connected which, to which character. Like, Again, like it'll, it'll do something where if it explains like what Ifrit is, in that thing, it's going to say Ifrit is an icon because it says. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. He's an icon. There will be a tab at the bottom that says, hey, we mentioned the word icon. You probably don't Yo. know what that is. Click on this <laughs> to figure out more. And it's like, I, I love that. I I freaking love that in this game. Um, but uh, yeah, the world is great. Uh, the characters are great. What did you guys think about the story? I know, I know we touched on the characters and the character interactions. What about like the like the grand story of what they're fighting for? Cause I, I know there's I know there's like touchy subjects in there, and then it, it kind of goes away from that into more of the final fantasy. Like we gotta defeat God <laughs> uh who's trying to destroy yeah. the world. How how did you guys feel about the story overall? It kind of, you know, it definitely it definitely eventually like veers into being very final fantasy. And like, you know, mm -hmm. I think like that just come, comes to the territory. I've accepted like that's like that's going to be in game every time. Like we're going yeah. to have to defeat like this like super all powerful mythical kind of like godlike being. I've yeah. I've accepted that. And so, you know, what I'm looking for honestly like uh in my Final Fantasy games are kind of like the journey there um and kind of like moments along the way and so i think like my favorite games are like the ones that are like able to give you like multiple like very memorable like uh pivotal moments uh throughout the journey you know for this one i'm like there was like definitely a lot of memorable stuff 
-hmm. I don't know if it's quite up there for me as like, you know, uh, all the moments I felt like in even seven remake, which really is like a third of the game where it's like, right, you know, right. When like cloud meets Aerith or like the, the, they drop the, like the plate below or, uh, yeah. cloud dances in the honeybee in, you know, like stuff like that. I could rattle off like five more and 10 and like, mm -hmm. you know, um, I feel like I'm like looking for more of those moments than the overall arching kind of story. Um, I, I I enjoy this one. I think there was like maybe like a couple moments that I think like maybe could have like hit harder, shined harder. Um, like I said, I think my I think my favorite stuff was like with my boy Joshua here. You um, really <laughs> you really standing Joshua. <laughs> you love Joshua. <laughs> Whatever he would show up and like I think and I think they did a really good job of establishing their dynamic like Clive's like kind the of brotherly like, yeah guilt for like what happened to him mm. or like didn't, he didn't even like he didn't, hadn't even processed what he had did or potentially had done um so his kind of journey with that I think like was what I was engaged with most in the story so like yeah I think a lot of my favorite moments were like Seeing Joshua getting tasted of Josh getting tasted of Joshua. That sounds so well, oh, but, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're up no, there no, with like, Joshua. Uh, yeah, no. Um, uh, you know, like getting hints of like his whereabouts and stuff like that. And then like I you know, I kinda wanted Clive's re reuniting with Joshua to really be even bigger, but like Yeah, yeah. It happens like in the middle of like the Bahamut fight and like the mom's there too, and there's so much other things going on. There's a lot of they juggling. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't even quite let that moment breathe, which I would have preferred more. But, you know, overall, once again, I'm like, I enjoyed so much about this game. I think it's like when it comes to like the greater pantheon of Final Fantasy, I'm like, you know, it's not quite at like these other heights that I've seen in the franchise. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, definitely not a bad story or anything like that. For sure. Uh, oh, toasty. Um, for me, uh, first of all, I definitely have to pay Final Fantasy Final Fantasy X because Hooper TV keep mentioning that game nonstop <laughs> and I'm feeling guilty for leaving it sealed for the last <laughs> two to three years. <laughs> but um, I need to help on into real quick. Yeah, but like for the me, PS4 has like an addition, right? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the one that. A, that's the one that I have. Yeah. It, it comes <laughs> with ten go. and ten too. There's no excuse. Yep. You got the whole package. <laughs> yeah, just get but, ready for the battle order. The uh, yeah, the the batting uh, order, and you'll be good. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna play it soon. Um, first of all, I have to say, I actually do love the story, but I do have to say it's incomplete to me. I do feel like there are a lot of pieces that are missing. And initially, it was a little bit aggravating because I was told that it was a complete story by the producer. We were not, we we're not expecting a DLC even right now. As, as far as we know right now, there are no DLC. There is nothing else to add to the story. And they are probably working on the next game. That's as far as we know right now. And for me, there are things that are missing out. The parts that are great are amazing. But certain parts, I felt like were missed out. Leviathan needed to be explained more. And for me, that's why I don't Ooh, believe him. Leviathan. When, he's, when he said, hey, there's no TLC. What a name. Um, they mention him and they're like, yeah, yeah yes, Leviathan. was like, oh yeah, the hidden, the lost Leviathan. The lost. Let's keep it Yeah, Leviathan. Like, Leviathan the lost. And then, boom, move on. And he was on the map, so he appears in the game as a picture. The Northern Territory, I needed to be expanded in. And I'm not sure if you noticed that, uh, Hooper TV. Uh, when you open up the map, if you go to the Northern Territory, everything is covered by blight except the middle portion 
of the northern territory which implies that there's still quote-unquote life there yeah. because it's not disturbed which meant that there has to be something there again i know they say no dlc but i like to believe there's going to be a dlc the iron kingdom we faced the iron kingdom once and that was it i felt that they also needed to reappear especially after they got a slap in the face by the main character yes they ran away back to their island but come on the world continent was falling apart and i low-key expected them to reappear after the king was a, a the king of uh, the holy empire died after oh, the king Sombrek. or the emperor Sambrek. Sambrek. Yeah. after sambra yeah. fell apart because the prince disappeared mia the queen is dead the the little prince is dead and the uh the empress everyone in the world family was in a way dead to the outside world i expected the iron kingdom to make a comeback for revenge i didn't get that and I really hope it is added to the DLC because if they move on to the next story without finishing this portion of the game, years down the road when we review this game five, six years later, if the next game does come out five, six years later, that would be one of my biggest criticisms. And my score would definitely drop from where it is right now. But I mean... No, you're still hoping I, that DLC story. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna remain hopeful and say that they, they are gonna do DLC at least for the success of how this game is doing. They have yeah. to just to address some of the things that you brought up. The whole thing with Leviathan. Leviathan uh, feels like an easy win. It's, for it's them, so you know? easy because Thank it's you. like it, it's funny because they, they, and I feel like the devs are lying to a degree where they say like oh yeah no this story's complete like there was no intention of making a dlc so then i'm thinking so you wrote the story to mention leviathan and not do anything <laughs> with him and yeah no intention of doing that that's got to be a lot there are certain areas yeah. in the game and i don't know if maybe either of you encounter this where the locked like, door it, it, yeah there's like a locked door somewhere like in like a secluded area and i thought it was it's in be rosario it was in rosario I thought it yeah. was end game stuff like oh clearly this door will open like you know as a secret boss or something later on never opens never opens it throughout the game and clive says like oh this door is is closed how i suppose it may open some other time and i'm like <laughs> no what? like that. no dlc like get out of here y'all are making that there's no way you're not not only um, that, people were saying that depending on where you stood on the map and you look in the direction where the door was, the, you the could tower, see a tower. The tower. There was a tower yeah. in the distance that like, you never get to see. Yeah, you never get to see. Like, yeah, it, yeah. No, the more we're talking about this, it's like um, it feels like you know they wanted to like tell this kind of like Game of Thronesian kind of like you know uh, story about like these different kingdoms and like them interacting with with each other and like you know, kind of, like, touch upon, like, heavy thematic things, like, slavery and stuff mm. like that, but, like, you know, you, you also have the God story you have to tell. And, you, you know, and I feel God like... Story. And I feel like those kind of, like, wanting to do both, I think, probably led them to kind of, like, quite a, kind of not, like, um, kind of, like, hitting it out of the park in either one for me, because it was, like, if they really, like, honed in on, like, you know, defeating this God story, then, like, yeah, you know, I could see them if they really focused on that. They hit that out of the park. They really just right. like honed in, removed the god um, Ultima out of the story. Just like had it about these different kingdoms and how like they rise and the fall, they fall, and like the Iron Kingdom tries to like take over at some point right, after, like right. you were saying, you know, and, like they kept the story on that. I think they really leaned into that. You could have gone some really cool, interesting places, definitely. But instead, you know, it's kind of like 
um, it's kind of like a, a villain of the week sort of thing. It's like, all right, we're in this place and uh, Clive's going to destroy this crystal and then that empire is going to be done. And then we have to move on. And right. then he's going to go yeah. to this empire and both the king, the queen, and the sun are going to die consecutively in the span of like <laughs> 10 minutes. And it's like, wow, I felt like these people were pretty important. Did you have to rattle off all their deaths and like kind of like in a one short scene. period? Yeah, I was like, I was like, all right, I guess we're done with the Holy Empire Sambrek now. We're uh, done with all the empires and kingdoms bickering with each other. Now, now that leaves yeah. room for the god to come down <laughs> and be the central yeah. threat. Yes, yeah. you know, and it's like, once again, um, hey, I'll, I'll eat this up every time. I will definitely be getting 17, like if not day one, weekend one. Um, yeah. If they want to redo it again. But like, you know, you're like, hey, like how was the story? I'm like, Maybe not the cleanest. I'll say that. Not not the cleanest. Not for yeah. sure. I I think they maybe shot themselves in the foot by having a character that was a god separate from the kingdom bickering where they could yeah. have done it to a degree where maybe one of the emperors or kings from one of the kingdoms becomes that god instead. So like, you know, through the battles and wars and everything, they accumulate enough power and that's how they reach that, that 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 status of godlyhood and square enix and have their cake and eat it too you have your god uh final enemy whoever it is but it's yeah. tied to what is going on right now in the story with kingdoms and wars and conflict instead of just having a god in the background coming in saying oh i am god <laughs> i will kill all of you now yeah i think six does a good job of that too where it's like kind of like I've heard. Yeah, recurring antagonist, like, kind of, like, eventually elevates himself into being kind of, like, the end game. And I kind of thought they were leading you to believe it would be, like, you know, something to do with, like, Sam Breck. You know what I mean? They seemed like, right. kind of, like, end yeah. goals. It implied and, that a lot, because you had to think with the mom and, and like, yeah. the, the the air that, that she had was kind of sketchy. Like, he looked yeah. demonic a little bit. Yeah, and then it ended up kind of, you know, it ends up being Ultima, but then it's like, actually, it's the King of Waylude who's like kind of been like running around also. And it's like, well, all right, um, sure, I guess if you say so. Right. Um, even though he was like a pretty cool boss and um, he was cool. fun to fight. Yeah. I liked, I, I liked him as well. Um, but yeah, story could have been improved on in certain areas. Um, I guess we're kind of at that part where, you know, we, we we put a pin on it early on, but now it's the final piece of the puzzle in 16, uh, the combat. Yay or nay on the combat for you guys? Is it is this what you want in Final Fantasy? Do you, oh, Toast, Toasty's like, yay, very yay. Okay, honestly, I wouldn't mind a turn-based combat because I do love turn-based combat game. I'm just a fan for the classic turn-based. And I would love if I got the option to do both, but I think that would be too much to ask from a developer. But this combat, in my opinion, what I haven't played a lot of the previous game was the best combat out of all of the games that I've ever played. The characters Ow. for me- All the games. All of the Final all Fantasy of games. Them. Oh, okay. Like, all the Final Fantasy. Game. No, only Final Fantasy. <laughs> this is the uh, best combat in any game I've ever played. <laughs> only Final Fantasy. And the reason for that is because I slowly felt that the character was getting better at fights. I feel Clive, late game, 
was more agile and he felt like he actually got stronger obviously with the icon powers compared to clive at the beginning of the game like i said once you get to late game you activate shiva's ability you can slide freeze the enemy and use uh odin and behemoth to uh stun or yeah. you know mess around stagger the other enemy i felt strong it felt the character was getting stronger overall i didn't feel like that with seven all with seven you got the, a bigger sword damn not with seven i didn't feel it about seven seven what it's a seven, seven remake hard. right seven seven remake yeah okay. seven, seven remakes remake. seven remakes stayed hard i felt like i was getting better but like those enemies were also progressing a lot they exactly. were getting harder and yeah <laughs> for sure which is why which is what made it so difficult to feel like your character was getting stronger with 16 by the end i figured out which combo which ability i wanted to interact and once you perfected that ability, it felt so great once you beat a boss or you take a good chunk of HP by either dodging or perfectly executing your combos. To me, let's, that had a different feeling. Let's Fair talk about that. that. I don't I don't know if this is a good podcast thing, but what was your kind of like in-game kind of like uh setup at the end? Um what were um, your what were you guys like kind of like using oh, the most? Wow. Uh, your icons me. and mine, like your abilities. Mine was Shiva. I, I had Shiva. Um, oh my God. Uh, Shiva, Bahamut, and Ramu. Um, I would use Shiva. This is good. I, I would use Shiva to do the AOE, which does a lot of stagger damage. Yes. That that, that messed up bosses really bad. Um, and then she also had like um, God, what was her other ability that I used? the one was, that she sends out the crystal the and crystals the and they pull people towards you that that was a good like crowd control ability so that was that was what i did with shiva um and then with bahamut i would usually use them for bosses i use the orb ability where the orbs would like home in on people and then yeah. uh the omega beam i love oh my god no I, okay i will use that omega beam attack the the kamehameha uh, attack the, the, the kamea mama yeah that that <laughs> ability and I would do the one where he would charge up, uh, like his um, was it like Mega Flare or something that like every time you yeah. dodge, it would build up. I love yep. that. Huge. I, huge, huge, very huge. Um, and then Ramu was was the weird one. I I liked him for like the the lightning stuff. Did some stagger damage. Did some major damage. But that was that was my setup throughout most of the game and then towards end game. That was that was what I was using. Um, for me, I used Ifrit. Uh, I like the Phoenix ability. It was AOE crowd control, especially during wait, boss wait, fight. Ifrit or or Phoenix? Uh, Phoenix, the Phoenix one, the Phoenix, Phoenix one okay. that you got. That's the default ability that you got at the beginning. Because I updated the Phoenix ability to the max, and he did even more damage because he had a secondary animation to him. And to me, that was a great way to get rid of all of the enemies around you and just leave you one on one versus whatever big boss was around. Uh, obviously there was that, and I used the, uh, he had a dashing ability. Then where he dashed and he felt like he was in flame, and he dashed towards you and he could pick up the oh, enemy yeah. and drag them. Oh, that was Ifrit. That was an Ifrit ability. And that was also the Ifrit ability. Uh, I used Shiva, obviously the stagger ultimate with the pull towards you. And yeah. um, apart from that, I used Ramo. I did end up using Odin at the end because once you perfected Odin's ability, and he did that entire like slash, Zen yes, and all the enemy got wiped out. That one was amazing. It was always clean that. to see. It was clean yes. to see that one. So, 
apart from uh, obviously the fire and uh, Shiva, I switched between Ramu and um, not Ramu Bahamut. I switched Bahamut. between Bahamut and and um, how do you call it? And Odin ability. Odin, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like for me the worst one was um, Garuda. At, at Garuda? least for, for later on. Late for me. Yes. For me. So I liked that Garuda was really good at staggering. Like Garuda yeah. would build the staggering bar. Yeah. So I would use yeah. like this is how I'd go into like pretty much like pretty much after I like in-game type stuff. For yeah. me, it was like Bahamut, Bahamut. Just yeah. dodge until I have that fully charge. Yeah. Unload, yep. Unleash on like, especially if like there's crowd control, just unleash like level Easily. four or five or whatever. Drop that down. And then if it's like a boss, I would like get close i would do shiva's strongest attack to like yeah uh, freeze them and then stagger the mess out of them garuda's strongest attack stagger the mess out of them oh her, her them. tornado her tornado yeah the tornado thing? Thing yeah. would stagger the mess out of them it was by high stagger usually by then they're staggered i'm like then like unloading bahamut's like ray just to like destroy yep. them and then like <laughs> yeah. another phoenix big blast um like whatever maybe it was ifrit's or phoenix's strongest mm -hmm. attacks like i'm just like right there and then usually by then i'm done that's yeah like yeah if you're couple, not rinse and repeat yeah or like i have to do it one more time there's a couple like i think an s tier person on um oh the contracts on, yeah on like waylude that like i just like like mode through it wasn't even fair i felt bad i was like man you're like <laughs> no i think it was like the king of the goblins or something the king of the uh oh. um, yeah the king of the, the orcs, orcs or whatever orcs yeah 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 like it like came in there like he came out of his castle then i destroyed him and like oh i know what's weird like, yeah the red one it was like a red yeah. one i think yeah on what yeah. you see i was just like oh man i'm sorry guy um yeah. I'm gonna um, keep moving now. <laughs> no, but you see, this is why I like Shiva with the Bahamut ability when you charge up and the beam were falling from the sky. With Shiva, if you change to her and you press circle to dodge, it would freeze the enemy so all of the blasts would keep falling on the frozen enemy. And with Shiva, if you dodge everything perfectly, I had a fight where the enemy was perfect. It were permanently frozen the entire fight. Because I was doing a perfect dodge <laughs> every single time. That's and, so funny. Oh my god, it felt so I'll, great. I'll say they, I, I'll say the devs did a really good job making all the icon abilities unique and different to fit yeah. any particular playstyle you wanted. Um, I, yeah, I never, I never uh, used um, Sid's icon. Sid. Um, oh, Ramu, Ramu the lightning. Yeah, yeah. I was, like I got Ramu. I think that's the third one you get. So yeah. obviously added yeah. it then. And then like as soon as I could take it out, I took it out and never went back. And I think that was the only one. Are I there no really Titan like stands? No Titan I, stands here. I use Titan. I use Titan for. A I love his counter. His counters are like you know when you counter, he goes. Dum -dum. <laughs> I didn't I like. I didn't like his shield. I didn't really like his shield. What? I didn't, because I'm I dodge. Really yeah. That's fair. I that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I was more <laughs> of a dodge guy too. I was more of a dodge guy too. But like, I feel like I would go out of my way to block just so I could see those animations and see that stagger yeah. go up once you like you you know you upgrade and he starts punching the crap out of them. Yeah, um, no, I liked when he like does like the ram punch and then like pounds the ground to, like make like yeah you know, it like explode like around you. Those are those are two solid attacks for sure. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, did you guys, I, I, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit. Did, did you feel like 
you were kind of like running the formula or, or, or like kind of in running the motion to a degree in the combat. Cause like I, like for example, I can say what at, once I got my mains, which was Shiva and Bahamut and Ramu, I didn't change them throughout the rest of the game. But like, obviously when I got Odin, I'm like, okay, yeah, let me see what Odin does. And I liked it, but I'm like, I'm, I'm going back to uh, whoever just took uh, Odin's place. And like, for the rest of the game, like at least for combat, what is it? Square, 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 triangle, triangle, square, yeah, square, 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 square. Tri like on repeat, like doing that until you get your icon abilities and you're spamming them. I I felt like you could kind of approach every fight for the most part in kind of the same way. I didn't get that in a game like Final Fantasy VII Remake, where every encounter oh, yeah. you had to you had to change. You couldn't use the same strat on certain enemies versus some of the later bosses or even some of the newer enemies you encounter. Um, for this one, I the Goblin King, whatever I killed him with, I used that to kill Ultima. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same exact thing. But yeah, you, see, you know, I'm right with you. Like by the time, like um, the last like handful of hours, like I think um, one, it took me, I didn't realize until like pretty late in the game that like if you master an ability you can place it anywhere oh um, yeah yeah, yeah 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 that was like huge for me then i was like all right so i don't have to keep using like all of garuda's moves i can just like have one group pick move. the one you want right yeah, yeah and so um that was like huge for me then i was like then i like took back all like my ability points that i like had like uselessly somewhere else and like just started mastering a couple um yeah, no, like, I'm I'm right with you. Like, towards the end, when I was like, all right, yo, my rhythm of, like, dodging with Bahamut, uh, freezing with Shiva, like, then just unloading, like, this works every time. It works, like, you yeah. Know, they're, they're, they're not touching me, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And, like, I felt like I didn't feel the need to change. And so mm. it's like, it's kind of like that two-edged sword, because where it's like, I, like pretty much I liked how we all just went around the room and said like oh yeah I was using this and this worked I was using this and this worked and like that's always cool um but it is just different than like I think what the Final Fantasy 7 remake experience was where it was like yo I don't know how I'm gonna be passing this guy I gotta switch out my sword to like be more like magically I, based and I, gotta, I struggled like, make... in 7 remake I I yeah, had to reassess yeah. I had to reassess equipment my party build, my abilities. Yes. I yeah. I didn't really have to do that too much in this game. And I think that kind of goes into a criticism that I think all of us may have on this game in particular. We have a party that we bring into the game, like whether it's Jill, Sid, Torgal, but you can't Joshua. do Joshua, Joshua, but you mm -hmm. can't do anything with them. Minus Torgal, telling Torgal what to do. Yeah. But like like what I mentioned earlier with Torgal in the menu, there's like like uh, upgrades that he's getting throughout the game that increase speed and attack, and he's like a Pokemon that can transform with a Mega Evolution, and I'm like, <laughs> why can't I do anything with that? Whether it's control yeah. him, uh, upgrade abilities, like like in the other Final Fantasies, like, like in 15, um, and even like. I like seeing that the characters could fight on their own. Like with, you know, Jill, she would use her Shiva abilities. Sid would use his lightning abilities. But there wasn't really any RPG elements with those characters. But I, I kind of wanted that. Yeah, Toasty, go ahead. 
Okay, thanks. Uh, I would say, but that's where the game, they kind of messed up. They wanted to give us so much freedom with the abilities that we could do. They forgot to restrict us a little bit because as we're talking, I'm trying to, I'm remembering in seven, you had to change your equipment. You had to change your weapon. The weapons were useless in this game. You just upgraded to the next powerful weapon. I never looked yes. at Yeah, big numbers go burr. Whatever had the yes. higher <laughs> number, you just equipped yes. that. No that. No elemental weakness, no, no like, uh, oh. like tricks with it, nothing. Big number, equip it. Yep. This is where they could have done it better. If I'm use, if I'm fighting against one of the monsters that use lightning or against a fire monster, I should be thinking, okay, do I use the ice ability? If I use the yeah. wind ability, is it going to make the fire stronger? All of that would have been kind of neat. Can you imagine if you're fighting like a fire enemy and a Hooper TV uses his favorite uh, tornado Garuda, Garuda ability yeah. and, and it, it ignites, it it ignites the, <laughs> the boss and yeah. he's like screwed now? Or maybe, that would have been nice. Better, or even better, if it goes, uh, if the boss get hit by the tornado, in the middle of the tornado, there's no wind, it could have just flamed out when the enemy loses his flame. There's All little things do. like that. Yeah. yeah, there's little things they could have done. And like it, it is aggravating even when you think about the theme party. We didn't think about that. And fifth scene, you could do combo with your partners. I remember there was a point in the game where yeah. you could do like a temporary finisher depending on who you yeah. were next yeah. to. Yeah. And you did, did a party combo. Why can't I do that with my team? Yeah, yeah I with Joshua. Why can't I do Joshua? A Joshua Jill. or a Phoenix Ifrit combo. Why can I do that? A Jill. You could do it in boss fights, <laughs> but yes, not, you, well, you not see, in regular yeah. encounters. Yeah. Well, that's the issue. The boss fight felt like we started, it felt like a movie. So it was always entertaining to see, but I wish I could have been able to use it more casually. And this right. is why I said at the right. beginning, it the character interaction for me was lacking. And I hope in the future patches, I know it's less likely at this point, but we never know. If they release a DLC or future patch for this game, I hope they allow you to do those little things that were in 15 or in 7. And I feel like where the game did well, it did extremely well. But certain things like cooking food was a big thing in 15. You have to I cook love the, cooking the food. food. The ingredients yes, and yes, uh, the stat huge. buffs that you exactly. got. Remember, remember, you actually had to get certain stat buffs depending on the enemy. So if you knew you're going to find an enemy that did poison damage, Go eat poison some magical resistance. protection or yeah. poison protect resistant food. Little things like that for me were, and the food always looked great for seeing for whatever reason. The food looked delicious, like <laughs> it looked delicious. But in this game, the only time you do anything regarding like food or drink is at the bar, and it cuts into a black cutscene. There's not even an interaction of the character talking or dancing around with each other. It was just the gulp, 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 and then that was it. And you didn't even get an after effect, even if you kept drinking and drinking. There was no status effect to it, which to me, they removed features that they didn't, I'm guessing they didn't think that people were going to miss. But once you start thinking about previous game, like, you know what? That was a useless feature, but I like that feature. So why remove it? It's little things like this. You know, I like, like th I think buffs. Of, yeah, I think of it like the home button and the iPhone. Nobody ever thought about the home button, but once you took it away, you're like, you know what? I used to like the home button. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's little things like this, man. Like, it, I don't know. Yeah. You, you mentioned that, like, um, that enemy that I keep forgetting the name of, the the Moros, the, 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 the swamp monster thing. I'm actually going to look it um, up. It should be on the Wikipedia. What, I know it starts with an M, um, but, like, uh, an enemy like that, I mentioned that he does bad breath, in the game 
Bad Breath in Final Fantasy, that attack from that enemy, you always want to dodge it because it inflicts some of the worst status ailments you can the imagine. Marble. More, what is it? Morble? Morbo? M O R B O L. Morble. Morble. That sounds right. Marble. Okay. All right. I'll go with it. Uh, the Morble. Um, it inflicts like poison, it inflicts stun, paralysis. Oh. It, it's the worst things you want on your character. But in this game, when they do it, Clive just drops to the ground for like five seconds and he gets yeah. right back up. No effects, no poison, no gradually decrease, nothing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm not really afraid. I still don't want to get hit by it, but I'm not afraid of that attack anymore. Yeah. Imagine, imagine so they allow you like to buy custom armor where you could change the armor look with different attributes, different swords. It would have like because the sword with a hundred attack, but that does bonus fire damage would be good against a plant enemy. It gets a sword that only does two hundred damage, but with no stat bonus. Little things like that they could right. diversify. Yeah, it's like they do they do a lot right, and I think we've been doing a good job of like highlighting like how we enjoy the combat and like how it feels and mm. like kind of like different elements that we thought was like really good. But I think there's like. You know, I think Square Enix, like, and I think you saw this with, like, 15 and 7 Remake a bit. Like, they're trying to kind of, like, attract more of, like, a Western audience. And yeah. it feels like they're trying to make their combat, you know, be more action-oriented. And, you know, I didn't really feel like they were getting away from the RPG elements in Remake and 15. But, like, felt like this one. They kind of really, like, dialed a lot of it they back. They put it on the mean? nose. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. And I don't think that was the right call. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think it's, like, I think you could do both. You could have, like, an action-oriented, sure. you know? Like, really, all the other action franchises are kind of leaning more into RPG elements in terms of, like, God of War, uh, Horizon. Oh, my you know? God. Like, yeah. God of War, of all yeah. things. is yeah. yeah, more of an RPG. Yes, than, yeah. than sixteen, War, which was, is crazy. I, I was it's crazy the armor and like my weapons, like for you know a good ten minutes before being like, all right, this will raise this, but this will lower this. Like it'll give right. me this ability. You know, yeah. like I was looking at for a long time at God of War, and it's funny we're releasing this like a uh, couple of months after its release. Like right now, the hottest game out is like Baldur's Gate Three, yeah, Baldur's like, <laughs> Gate Three, which is like this gigantic CRPG kind of like old school Dungeons and Dragons setting like, the bar. You know, like RPG element as it gets, I haven't played it, but like just based off of like the screenshots I've seen, like there's like 50 options and there's dice rolling and it's like, yes, it seems yeah. like, it's and a it seems like, system. All right, yeah, really complicated, but they didn't, they didn't dial any of that back. And so, um, I think like Square Enix, like I, I, one of the, my favorite things about like kind of following their history is kind of like seeing how like they react to like kind of like people's reactions or and the like trends. You yeah. yeah, the trends kind of like they're setting or sometimes following, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, so I think like with this one, it'll be interesting to see like, how do they follow it up? Like, will they like go super hard back to the, will they go super right. bad, hard back to the RPG elements, make it turn-based again? Oh my deals. god, they're, they're too so. far gone. I feel like they're yeah. never going back to turn base. I don't think they're gonna do that, but no. like maybe the next one they really lean into it again. Because like, you know, once again, it wasn't enough for me to be like, oh, like I didn't like it. But it was right. like going to the weapon thing and being like, all right, I can get a new weapon. Choose, upgrade, equip, 
all right, keep it moving. You know, like it was right. like, that's that honestly doesn't quite feel as Final Fantasy to me as like, you know, um, some of the previous games. So, right, right. No, same, yeah. same here. It, it's definitely a feature that I was noticing a lot through my playthrough where I'm like, man, this, this is lacking here. I'm still having fun with what they're doing right, but just a little bit extra with that RPG element because it's Final Fantasy. <laughs> the RPG yeah. is its DNA. It's just very shocking to see them not include something like that um, in, in this particular game, regardless if they want to focus more on like the action-heavy combat. You can you can have both. You can yeah. have both. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, for the most part, we've covered everything with this game. We've covered the story, the characters, the combat. I guess Final final stuff going in you know what do you guys think overall of the game I, I how would you rank it amongst the other square enix titles or other final fantasy games whether it's in relation to story combat or the whole package um and what do you want to see from the series moving forward do you, do you think this was a step in the right direction and you're like yes square enix more of 16 keep doing this or do you think they should dial it back a little bit on certain things that 16 did? That's a, it's a great question. I think like for me, I'm like, I just want them to keep trying. You know what I mean? Like I want keep, them to keep, keep experimenting, like, keep experimenting, keep pushing the boundaries. Like I kind of don't want the next one to like be a quote unquote, like sequel or being another one set in like a medieval kind of like fantasy world. Like, all right, yo, send us to space next. You know what I mean? Like, Right. Uh, go steampunk, you know, like go like, you know, do like a whole different kind of like fantasy world we like never see coming again, you know. Um, I always want them to like continue experimenting. And so I think that like puts me in a position where I'm like, uh, I'm just here to consume, you know, we talked about that. You <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I will I'm consume like, all Square Enix products. You know what I mean? Like, I get the it. Number Final Fantasy, like, it's like, like yo, yeah. whatever is next, like, I will, I'll be there. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, and so when it comes to like kind of that kind of mindset, like, I was always going to do, I was always going to be here for this one. I was always going to play it. I was always going to finish it. And like, I did all that um and um is it my favorite no like i'd probably put out of one that i finished i'd probably put like 10 over it um <laughs> toasty do you want to play 10 now look uh, uh we're definitely seven definitely seven remake you know there's like a couple of ones i've like dabbled with that i haven't finished like 12 13 where i'm like i don't want to put it over it but i feel like Damn, i'm like there it is I have it I'm kind of like, oh, nice. <laughs> so clean. I mean, Tidus and Yuna. I mean, you want to talk about a power couple. Them right there. Anyway, uh, so is, I've heard. <laughs> this is not a 10 podcast. Um, you know, um, I'll just say like, uh, consume this one. Really enjoyed my time. I feel like I've like mentioned like my little gripes of like, I want more cheesiness. Like, you know, kind of like more humor. Uh, some more RPG uh classic elements in there and then do whatever else you want you know what i mean like just do that keep crystals keep moogles lean more into moogles um that final fantasy cheese man like have cloud dances at the honeybee inn yeah you know what i mean as serious as cloud is he dances at the honeybee inn he dresses like, in yeah. drag at the honeybee yeah he dresses inn. in drag you know what i mean like clive ain't always, doing any of that <laughs> clive ain't doing any of that like it's like 
you know, is like as wild as 15 story is like, you know, it's really about four bros, like driving around in a car, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, I'm like lean into your cheesiness. Like that's a part of like your history. That's always kind of been like who you are and get back to that, do whatever else you want, you know, give it back to Yoshi P, give it to another like up and coming developer. Um, I'd say keep Nomura in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, that worked well for him. Um, yeah, he's like, he's in his bag for that one, at least. Yeah, you know, we don't have to loop him back in too soon. Um, that's what I'll say. And I'll just add this, too. What Clive says at the end. Um, man, I wanted to look up this quote. Um, here, Toasty, you can go first. And then okay. um, I'll look up <laughs> Clive's final quote. Um, it's pretty uh, great. For me... I'm not looking for a character that's obviously a clown, like in terms of comedy, but I am looking for a character that's more entertaining and has range. I'm looking for somebody like Dante from Devil May Cry. When we played the new Devil May Cry 5, Dante, when he fought his serious, he had a serious moment, but he also has this goofy moment where he dances in the middle of cutscene, which I thought was always entertaining because I'm like, what is this dude going to do next? And that's what I'm looking for. And I think that the trope that they have of the silent, serious protagonist is something that should be sent to the graveyard. Let's move away from that, add more interaction with the main character. I'm hoping they bring back more of the side, not mini game, but the side activity, like the food, the drink, something different. Yeah, the yeah. romance, I guess, between the character party. I hope they also add that. More interaction. I wanted to feel like when I'm playing the game, it felt like these people are friends and not just strangers together on a fight. Yeah. And Loki, I think it would have been amazing in terms of story purposes if it showed that Clive was silent at the beginning of the game when he was working for um the branded. Because yeah. you know he was part of that um um assassin group. Yeah. By the time he met up with his squad, if you notice he opened up more when he was traveling and if you replay the game you would have noticed yo notice at the beginning when the other squads are talking he's silent he just insert hmm yes but later in the game where he is back with his friend and family he opens up more he's more interactive yeah. his emotion comes up that's something i'm looking forward to and i think they miss with that but overall i love the story nothing against first scene and seven seven i only played a remake i do have the base seven which i guess i can go through uh, at any moment, but 15 story made no sense to me at the time. If you ask me about the story right now, I can't remember. That's a problem. I, That's a problem. I remember. I remember. Okay, some fuckery. The the kingdom next door attacked his kingdom. They were forced to go into exile. He was looking for his fiance. She ended up dying because the Vatican decided, hey, let me blow up the city that worshipped me. I can't remember why, but it ends with him going into, I guess, paradise, sitting in a chair, and she appears next to him. The end. That was her scene story. Seven, they're a bunch of terrorists. <laughs> That's all they are. They're terrorists. They're, not really a story. they're equal terrorists blowing shit up, destroying families. The main was a couple people. In that wasn't them. That, that was uh, uh, Shinra. Shinra framed them. They're innocent, Shinra. I tell you. Okay, Shinra, they framed them, but they caused, them. They caused themselves to get framed. It's a domino uh, no. effect. Yes, I know one of Fair. the people who's dead, their cause was probably two days away from retirement. He worked 50 years and then boom, dead. Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but this game, the story for me was the best out of the game I've played so far. 
until I get onto this game eventually. Eventually, um, Final Fantasy X. But this game was the only story where I actually went back and I read multiple character um, description, and I tried to break the world down and say, okay, here's the connection with this character. Here's why this character did this. And Annabella, for example, I understood by at the that's the only character where I went back and read and lore. Mm. Oh, I understand. She was part of the Rosalia family. She carried the blood of the Phoenix. She was ashamed that her first son did not carry the Phoenix. So she heard gossip of people saying, Oh, he's a bastard. She's raising a bastard. Mm. So she got angry with Forcer to well, which forced her to kill her husband and marry somebody more powerful because the husband was too laid back. She wanted to have recognition. That was the that's the only Final Fantasy game that made me go and search for the story, even when it was given to me. And even now, I'm still looking at videos and cutscene of things that happened in the game, which I already saw, and somebody else is giving me a different perspective, and I'm like, oh shit, I missed that. That's awesome. That's the only game so far that has done that to me. But story, amazing. Other part of the game they need to improve on, especially the main character and the party interaction that's my biggest riff and obviously the rpg style with the weapon which are useless and equipments right right yeah so i have a i have a clive it's one of clive's final quotes I'm, I'm surprised if you guys don't remember this but clive at the end tells ultima the only fantasy here is yours it's your fi- yes and we shall Your be final. its final witness. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. I I screamed. I was streaming it. I screamed. I'm like, yeah, he did not just do that. That's the cheese I'm looking for. That's the cheese I'm looking for. I wanted more of that kind of cheesiness. Yes. And it didn't come until the very end. And I was like, I know they didn't yep. just say Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> they finally said it. I don't think, funny enough, I don't think Ed. Any other previous entry of Final Fantasy ever mentioned so. no. any combination of words of fantasy or final or Final Fantasy. And, and this game did. This, this game, game yeah. of all of them. Of, of all, all of them. them. <laughs> it's wild. No, that oh scene, I, I I love that scene. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, it was one of the best final quotes <laughs> in a Final Fantasy game. Um yeah. but yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you guys on this one. I I, I definitely love the story. I love the characters to a degree. I wish they did a little bit more with them in certain areas. Um, combat, like, I'll, I'll stick by it. You know, it, I, I think our criticisms of the game are so strong because we love what they did right. And it's like we wanted that to be throughout the entire package. Um, you know, give us more customization with our party. Uh, have us upgrade them, have some more party interactions outside of cutscenes um, to, to, to give us that connectivity with the characters. Um, in terms of how it would rank this one out of the ones that I played, I mean, that's kind of hard because like I'm, I'm all over the place. I, I played, I think for numbered entries, like I played 13 and 15 and other ones I either started and didn't finish. Like I started 13 did it? Oh yeah, right. Seven, seven classic. I I, I did play seven and classic. remake <laughs> and remake and remake. Um. So oh man, it's, it's it's just hard. I I definitely like this one. It's if there's any confusion as to man, they, they really ripped into sixteen. <laughs> at least at least for me, I I yes, I know I know we did. I still love this game, and that's why it's it's one of those conflicting like 
things that I have for because I love it so much. But it's just uh, some of the things they do get on my nerves. But I still love the game. So, yeah. I mean, how I would rank it amongst the other ones, uh, definitely better than 13. I'm sorry for the 13 stand. <laughs> I'm not about it. I'm not about it. Uh, 13 at the bottom from what I played. Um, definitely above 15, uh, at least for like the whole package, uh, for like story, um, and, and combat. Um, it's probably right under a seven remake for me, at least. Cause I, I really like the story with seven remake. I like, yeah. uh, the combat goes into very interesting territory. Um, I, I think remake is right above it. And I, I kind of lump seven and remake together. So, you know, cause they're the same thing to a degree. So that those two are, are above, uh, 16, uh, crisis core is a little weird. Uh, I'll, forget about that game. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it in with, with seven. It's, it, it's above 16. The, the entire seven, uh, series what, what, from what I played, which is like uh remake classic and crisis core for, to me, they're still better than 16 overall. Um, but 16, I feel like is really strong. Maybe my mind might change once I play 10 and 10 two. Yeah. I, I know there are great things about that one, especially for the characters and, and the romance in that game. Um, but uh yeah, no, this this 16, I, I really did enjoy. I really enjoyed it's, it. It's a, it's solid. I think I'm going seven remake, ten over it, and maybe twelve. Oh, wait, um, is that is that from Top to bottom, from top to bottom, bottom to top. Yeah, top. Yeah, top oh. to bottom. So I think, seven, I think, ten, and then twelve. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, well, I'll go ten if we're going like ten. Oh. Top ten's top, one. Ten. Seven remake. I really like twelve. Twelve, like I think, like for whatever reason, twelve might be like my dark horse. But like to so what you're saying, Doctor Jace, I feel like, what, like probably what I really like about the franchise overall is like. Is that Square Enix is constantly taking risks, constantly rolling yeah. dice, constantly changing yeah. like what kind of constitutes the Final Fantasy game, whilst bringing along like you know certain elements that stay consistently throughout, and that what's that what leads you to comparing them? You know what I mean? And that leads to some people being like, I swear by eight. I think eight's trash. Uh, you know what I mean? Like nine is like, peak. We we yeah. went downhill after nine. <laughs> yeah exactly and that leads to like so many people like having different opinions but then right. also like even though like you know i have my criticisms of 13 and like some people swear by it i think it's like oh, it's all it's all out of love you know what i mean like right, we're obviously right. clearly locked into this franchise uh we have like we've spoken about some gripes about 15 or excuse me 16 um but it's because Square Enix isn't just trying to like just do something easy. You know what I mean? They are like right. they can, but they yeah. they don't. And I like that. They're constantly pushing the envelope. And so I appreciate for that them for that. And that's where I'm like, even though I've had my nitpicks, I'm still not like trying to like shame them for like trying this. Right. You know, I'm like, here are some nitpicks. Here's what I think could be done better. But I'm still here for it. I'm still here for Final I Fantasy. will consume 17 whenever. I, I will consume 17 <laughs> and Rebirth once that comes out. Oh, Rebirth All of easily. It. Rebirth easily. We'll do a 10 pod in Jesus. Oh, a yeah, couple we months. Have to. couple yeah. months. And then, I mean, Rebirth is supposed to be early 2024. Early, yeah, early 2024. Yeah. Assuming there's no it. delays, 20, yeah. 20, early 2024 is what we're looking at. And, you know, that does make sense because, like, I think Remake came out, like, April... 
of uh, 2021 20? or tw- 2020? 2020. 2020. Yeah, it was April, May. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was right before the the ps5 came out so yeah yeah um okay yeah so that probably same time frame for for rebirth um but yeah no we're we're here to consume all square <laughs> enix property kingdom hearts final fantasy all of it every single bit um but uh but yeah i would say that kind of wraps up our thoughts here at the yonko table for final fantasy 16 we were late to the show, but we were ready to go. We, we were like a fine wine that needed to age just right so that you can get the juiciest review for Final Fantasy 16. But that wraps it up here for Final Fantasy 16, folks. Uh, be sure to listen to us on all your listening stations, whether it be Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Yonko table. Let us know what you think of Final Fantasy and 16 as well. What was your favorite in the franchise? What was your least favorite? Uh, where did the series peak and went downhill? I'm sure we'll get different answers on that. Um, and yeah, we'll catch you on the next one, folks. I am your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney fellow supernova toasty and admiral hooper tv signing the off. only you... fan yep go, the go. Only oh, fantasy... yes yes close it here close it right there go the only fantasy here is yours and we shall be its final witness <laughs> beautiful